Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, the latest news on the monkeypox outbreak. A 66-year-old man has become the fifth patient to be cured of HIV. Out NFL player Carl Nassib has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Since early May, more than 36,000 cases of monkeypox have been reported worldwide. This is the largest ever global outbreak of the disease. In the U.S., there have been at least 12,698 reported cases as of this minute. Although experts say the number is most probably higher because many cases don't get reported. Given the scale of the outbreak, the World Health Organization has now declared the current monkeypox epidemic a global health emergency. While anyone can get monkeypox, the current outbreak is overwhelmingly affecting sexually active gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men. A recent study found that 98% of the infections had occurred in this group. Data gathered so far indicates 95% of monkeypox infections were spread as a result of sexual contact. Monkeypox is a disease caused by infection with the human monkeypox virus, which comes from the same virus family as smallpox. In fact, symptoms are quite similar to smallpox and include fever, headache, muscle aches, chills, and cold symptoms like coughs or sore throats. Symptoms are also accompanied by a rash that appears in blisters on the face, genitals, the chest and back, and on the hands and feet. Some people also experience very painful sores inside the body, like the mouth. For most people, the disease usually resolves itself within two to three weeks. Around 95% of the people in the study I mentioned earlier had a rash, mostly around the genitals. Approximately 41% had sores inside the body, including in the anus and the mouth. Monkeypox spreads through close physical contact with an infected person. Typically, this means skin-to-skin contact, especially contact with the rashes and skin lesions caused by the disease. But it can also be spread through large respiratory droplets, like from people coughing or sneezing. White House National Monkeypox Response Deputy Coordinator Dr. Dmitry Daskalakis said in a recent Q&A with The Advocate, the number one objective for gay men who might be traveling, attending large events, or having sex with multiple partners should be to get the vaccine and develop your own plans for protection. He added that most cases are from prolonged exposure with an open sore or wound from someone who has monkeypox. It can also be spread through contact with bed sheets, towels, or other fabrics that have come in contact with the infected person's sores. This means that it can be spread in households through any close personal contact with an infected person, not just as a result of sexual intimacy. However, 
Data so far suggests that non-sexual transmission has only occurred in about 1% of cases. I just want you folks to be aware so we can be safe. The U.S. government said today it will provide states with up to 442,000 doses of the Genios vaccine to combat the outbreak of monkeypox disease. The FDA recently issued emergency authorization to deliver the shots intradermally, which means just under the skin, which would result in splitting a single vial of the vaccine into five doses, helping to stretch the vaccine stockpile. The World Health Organization has also recommended that at-risk groups limit how many sexual partners they have and take steps to protect themselves from contact. A 66-year-old man in the United States has become the fifth person in the world cured of HIV and the oldest person cured so far. The man, who's being called the City of Hope patient, was cured with a stem cell transplant that was used to treat his blood cancer. The same technique has been used to cure four other people in the past two decades. The City of Hope patient was diagnosed with HIV in 1988 and at one point was diagnosed with AIDS, before he started taking some of the earliest antiretroviral medications that were approved in the 1990s. In 2018, he was diagnosed with blood cancer, and he received the bone marrow transplant to treat that cancer, along with chemotherapy. He has now been off antiretroviral medications for 18 months and counting. Health experts at the City of Hope Medical Center in Duarte, California, say the patient has been monitored very closely and has shown no evidence of HIV replicating in his system. While this is all certainly informative, experts say stem cell transplants aren't a viable treatment for the vast majority of people with HIV because the procedure requires bone marrow from a very specific small group of people with a specific mutated form of the CCR5 protein. It's estimated there are only around 22,000 people worldwide known to have the CCR5 mutation that makes their white blood cells immune to HIV. Fifteen years ago, Timothy Ray Brown, also known as the Berlin patient, became the first person cured of HIV. He had leukemia, and received a bone marrow transplant from someone with the CCR5 protein mutation. Carl Nassib, the only out-active player in the NFL to come out as gay, has signed a new one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This will mark Nassib's return to Tampa Bay, where he played for two seasons before moving to the Las Vegas Raiders. Nassib made history when he posted a video message to his social media sharing with the world that he's gay. The short clip came during Pride Month in 2021. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. 
and they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. Work hard. Not only did the NFL quickly step up to match Nassib's contribution, but the league also aired an LGBTQ-inclusive commercial titled Football is Gay. This past spring, Nassib was released by the Las Vegas Raiders in a salary cap move. With his release, the Raiders were able to save his $7.75 million base salary. At the time, many experts predicted Nassib would not have a difficult time finding a new team, and clearly, they were right. It looks like you can be gay and play in the NFL. Returning to Tampa, Carl Nassib will reunite with first-year Bucks coach Todd Bowles. During Nassib's first stint with the Buccaneers, Bowles was working as a defensive coordinator. According to ESPN, Bowles has previously given high praise to Nassib for his work ethic, attitude, intelligence, and passion for football. Today, at a press conference, Bowles said, quote, Carl's tough in the run, he's a very good pass rusher on the outside, and he can also play inside on some nickel situations. He has a lot of versatility, he brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of toughness, and he understands the system. He was comfortable in it, so we look forward to him coming here. This news comes just days after professional baseball player Solomon Bates signed with the Sioux City Explorers two days after he came out. Bates publicly came out on Instagram last week after he was released from the San Francisco Giants organization. He accompanied his coming out message, he accompanied his coming out message with his stats page showing that out gay pitchers can excel. The right-hander had been playing for the Richmond Flying Squirrels, which is a double-A affiliate for the Giants. He shared that he came out to his teammates in 2019 and decided to publicly share his sexuality so that he could serve as an inspiration to others. He said, quote, I haven't been out as my complete self because I've been hiding myself. I'm a masculine man who loves the sport of baseball, and now I want to open doors for gay athletes like me. So, in less than a week... We have two different out-professional athletes having signed new contracts with different teams in different sports in different leagues. That certainly looks like progress to me. What to watch? Well, you might be interested in Neil Patrick Harris's new romantic comedy series on Netflix, Uncoupled, where his 40-something character, Michael Lawson, finds himself suddenly single after his boyfriend of 17 years, Colin, played by the always dependable Tuck Watkins, inexplicably leaves him. Along the way, he has his real estate office partner, Suzanne, played by Tisha Campbell, and single gay best friends, local weatherman Billy, played by Emerson Brooks, and art dealer Stanley, played by Brooks Ashmanskis, to help him down the path of rejoining the dating world. The series from the folks that brought us the iconic Sex in the City has a lot in common with its older cousin. There are gorgeous shots of the New York City locations, a jazzy, grown-up feeling soundtrack, and affluent lead characters finding their way through midlife. Before I go ahead, I just want to warn you there may be some spoilers. I came away with checks in both the plus and minus columns. On the one hand, I appreciate the representation of LGBTQ characters in leading characters. As many queer folks know, for decades, LGBTQ characters were either portrayed as somehow pathetic or as psychotic murderers or the like. It's nice to see this group get to be normal people. 
I also give kudos for casting Marcia Gay Harden as Michael's uber-rich, somewhat difficult client, Claire, who's going through her own divorce. While Claire has little sympathy for Michael, Harden has the weight, the gravitas, to really bring some semblance of divadom to the role that the creative team seems to be shooting for. As a whole, the series is delivered with style and it's easy to digest, and in these turbulent times, that's definitely a plus. That said, I had a couple of quibbles with Uncoupled. First, aside from Michael, the other characters saw very little character development until the final episode. Suddenly, in episode 8, Suzanne, Billy, Stanley, Claire, and Colin all received the kind of screen time and details that made them more than mere sidekicks. My other quibble was while Michael clearly fears jumping back into the dating world in his 40s, the writing seemed to swing wide in terms of comedy style. At some points, Neil Patrick Harris's character is very moment-to-moment in real, and in the next moment, he's suddenly going on a wild, psychotic rant that either one possible boyfriend is actually attracted to him, or another is well-endowed, causing Michael to flee the scene. In an early episode, he freaks out that a hookup doesn't use condoms due to the arrival of PrEP almost a decade ago. Harris's Michael acts as if he's never heard of PrEP, which comes across as nearly impossible living in New York City and having sexually active gay buddies in the dating pool. Those moments shared with his friends at high-end restaurants with $25 martinis or at Tawny art gallery showings or in their million-dollar apartments don't really find the sympathy I think the creative team was going for. I realize those moments are played for comedy, but once the creative team established one style of comedy, jumping into another lane for a few minutes was a bit jarring for me. Either play for emotional groundedness or go for the jokes. But as written, it's a little bit of a tossed salad. I do give credit to moments like Harden's Claire expressing her hurt after losing friends to her ex-husband after their divorce. It was thoughtful and well-played. But for a romantic comedy, there wasn't much romance going on. And, as I mentioned, the comedy aspect switches gears in a halting manner that there aren't actually a lot of laughs. One more thing. We seem to wait and wait and wait to find out why Colin left Michael in the first place. It's not until the final episode we get something of a reason, but it's kind of a vague toss-away. That said, there is a twist waiting for folks in the final seconds of the season finale. I think if you love Sex in the City and and Just Like That, you'll definitely have an appetite for the semi-pensive world of Neil Patrick Harris and company. But if those aren't your cup of tea, you may want to skip the art galleries and $25 martinis of Uncoupled. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news... Only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.